Blog Talk Radio. And now, Geico Saving Stories. Russell Burton closed his laptop, having just switched his car insurance to Geico. He didn't think much of it until... Savings were everywhere. My pockets, uh, wallet, bank accounts. It was like the savings were following me. Following, indeed. All because of an innocent 15 minutes on Geico.com. I feel like I'm never alone. Geico. Spend 15 minutes and 15% or more in savings could be following you. K-I-R-P Radio!
K-I-R-P Radio! Good evening. You're listening to a K-I-R-P Radio show that is keeping it real with Pudgy Miller, guest host Rocco P. Last Friday night of the month of May, 2021. Those months are flying. If you are listening live, I will get you on the air. That phone number is 563 999 3683. Again, if you are listening live, I will get you on the air. 563-999-3683. The CDC, or the Center for Disease Control, I think we should probably say Center for Death Control, has moved us closer to pre-COVID-19 conditions. As the CDC has, quote, repented, end quote, what specifically has changed. More importantly, why has the magical medical non-elected CDC chosen to remove most of the COVID-19 restrictions? What do the current changes have to do with the man with dementia in the White House as opposed to Donald J. Trump? How do we explain the easing of restrictions in the United States while at the same time we have continuing lockdowns in many other nations, including Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, and New Zealand? What can we expect over the next 6 to 12 months? That is what we will be discussing tonight. Uh, First, let's review. Uh, First, uh, let's review. Just about everything we've been told about SARS-CoV-2, that's technically the virus that allegedly causes COVID-19, has been false. Just about everything we've been told about SARS-CoV-2, the virus that allegedly causes COVID-19, has been false. The virus, the, virus itself, the virus itself has never been isolated. Isolation is a technical term in virology, and the CDC has admitted that the virus has never been isolated more than once. What happened in, in Wuhan, and James Corbett was all over this when it happened, based upon the symptoms, they said uh, it's like SARS, and then they created a, com- a computer model SARS-CoV-2. That's the truth. If you want a detailed explanation of that, if you want a lot of good background on that, uh, just do, do a search for Andrew Kaufman, Dr. Andrew Kaufman. He goes into that in great detail. And of course, I give uh, credit to John Rappaport. John Rappaport, no more fake news. He was also on this story from the very beginning, uh, and that's in part reflects his uh, experience as a as an investigative reporter, he basically proved or showed that AIDS uh, was not a real virus. So he's very, very, uh, 
he's extremely uh, in tune. He's he's very sensitive to the medical malfeasance and uh, all of this uh, medical magic. So John Rappaport, no more fake news, has covered this story. You want to see some good videos? Uh, do a search for Andrew Kaufman's site. The virus was never isolated. In the beginning, you may remember the uh, horrifically high fatality rate and the uh, expected fatalities. It was supposed to be uh, it was supposed to be astronomical. It was based upon someone out of the UK named Neil Ferguson. Neil Ferguson was a fraud. His computer model was based upon secret data, secret data. But the world jumped on it, showing just how corrupt the leaders of the world are. Uh, Ferguson was completely wrong, and they knew that early on. And also, as far as his personal morality, he was a proven adulterer. And I say that not because adultery is wrong, but also for the, for the fact that yeah, under lockdown, yeah, he was going out of his house, which showed uh, he didn't really think uh, it was all that important. He had, he had other things to do. But Neil Ferguson's model was completely discredited. It was based upon secret scientific data. The world jumped on it. They knew it was false, and they still continued to uh, spin this complete hoax of COVID-19 being a pandemic. Another great fact you could look at is, and Ron Paul had pointed this out last year too, is just consider, just consider that TB or tuberculosis is a highly infectious disease, and we never radically changed society over tuberculosis. That never happened. And even now, today, there are more deaths due to tuberculosis than COVID-19. Yet, surprise, surprise, you know, there's no, uh, there's no, no talk, no discussion. Uh, the uh, self-appointed health expert magi magicians aren't concerned about tuberculosis, but they are about this virus that has never been isolated. <clears throat> the, uh, they were honest, the people controlling uh, the people controlling the media and the governments were honest in stating that the COVID-19 pandemic or scandemic or psyop, psychological operation, uh, did present the New World Order with an opportunity to radically restructure society. That they were, they were very honest with. Uh, you can see many of the statements by the World Economic Forum, the leader, Klaus Schwab, I don't know if he's the president or executive, Klaus Schwab, his book, COVID-19, The Great Reset. COVID-19, the Great Reset, where he openly stated uh, this, gave, this was giving the global elite, a.k.a. the New World Order, an excellent opportunity to restructure the world. They've come out with some nice videos after that, one stating you will own nothing and you'll be happy. They're predicting that in about five years. <clears throat> I'd like to think most people aren't going to accept that. But as you see in the States uh, right now, there is a movement towards universal basic income. And just talk to anyone from Cuba if you think it's a good idea to be dependent upon the government for all your money. I mean, it's bad enough now, post-World War II, with the national security state, when you think about the massive amount of people, directly and indirectly, that, depend, that are dependent upon federal government spending. I mean, all the defense industry, and really should be the offense or the war industry, and everything connected to that, <laughs> it's, it's massive. But they want to move towards a system whereby people will be 100% dependent upon the government. Some people evidently are that foolish. Uh, they are content to accept that. Just with a couple of stimulus checks and now with the unemployment in particular having been extended, 
all across the country, I shouldn't say all across, in many states in the country, they cannot find workers. They can't find workers for industries like retail, retail sales, and restaurants. Uh, in North Carolina, there was an article that <laughs> that uh, it was it was reported in North Carolina, I believe it was it was in uh, it was in Illinois or Chicago. They were going to give uh, McDonald's workers a signing bonus of a new iPhone. Uh, in North Carolina, I actually saw myself at one restaurant that a signing bonus of two hundred dollars. I don't know if that would be after six months. I guess they're not that foolish to you know, just give you the money and have them quit in a week, go back on unemployment. But this is happening in different states where there's there's clearly a shortage in retail and in uh, in the restaurant business, the restaurant market, and this is due to poor government policy. So I say all that. I digress to say that the idea you will own nothing, you'll be happy. Uh, in the future, half of that might be true. You may own nothing, but you're not going to be happy, especially if you're dependent upon the government for everything. That would be a, uh, that would be a horrific situation. Uh, it's also no coincidence that the goals of the Great Reset are the same goals that advocates of man-made global warming, and then when it was pointed out that the, uh, the Earth is not getting warmer, then they adopted the more uh, ambiguous phrase of climate change. The advocates of man-made global warming or climate change want it's the same goals, to deindustrialize the world and dramatically reduce the living standards of the Western world to allegedly reduce carbon or CO2 emissions. So what do they want? What's the future that they want? Okay, I've already said, Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum has said, or as Jeff Burke refers to Klaus Schwab as Satan Claus. They've already said, you'll own nothing, you'll be happy in a few short years if things go the way they want it to go. What else is involved with that? Uh, they want us all to start, stop eating meat. They want us to eat lab-created artificial meat. Bill Gates has invested in that. They want us to eat insects. Already laws have, have changed in the States and in Europe to permit insects. Now they're saying initially it'll be fed to livestock. But watch watch as there's continuing problems with the food supply, with the supply chain drying up, and with inflation now, if you do shopping, I'm sure you've seen it, watch down the road. It won't be too long before they're going to say, well, you know, people, people, it's, it's okay. Well, we're going to say people could eat insects. Watch, watch and see that happen. Uh, if you want more information about the, the uh, coming food shortage and the supply chain issues, uh, check out the Ice Age Farmer on BitChute. The Ice Age Farmer. I don't know if he's been kicked off of uh, YouTube yet, aka YouTube, but good, good to find. Just search for the Ice Age Farmer on BitChute if you want to learn more about how there's a very real crisis unfolding. And already, uh, Christian, the the uh, the man who runs that site, the Ice Age Farmer, he's already he broke the story that in Washington State. They're stockpiling food, the state government, and then also the federal government has been stockpiling food. So, you know, prepare, prepare accordingly, uh, prepare accordingly. But the Great Reset, again, it's no, it's no coincidence that the same goals of the Great Reset are the same goals that advocates of man-made global warming uh, want to, uh, want to uh, see achieved.
stop eating meat, eat. <laughs> they want everyone eating, except the elite eating lab-created artificial meat. They'll have us eating insects. They'll want us living in subcompact cities. That's a lot of what code is. That's a lot of what code is. Building code is designed to make it more and more difficult and expensive to basically build new structures and to change any structure. So they'd like everyone to live in a subcompact city and you know, very small. You, you've already had some building code changes, I believe, in California and New York State, or at least in parts of maybe New York City and just certain cities in California, whereby they're actually renting apartments 200 square feet. They want us to dramatically use less water and less electricity. That's all what about the Internet of Things and you know, the so-called you know, smart grid is all about. It's not about saving you money. It's going to cost you more money and we'll track and trace what you're doing in real time, and they'll be able to cut it off. Or, as it occurs in other countries, you'll have bureaucrats who will say, okay, you know, for a family of four, you get this many kilowatt hours. And it's okay if you go over, but at the day you go over, then the moment you go over, because it's a smart meter, then you'll be paying two or three times the rate for the rest of the month. That'll be real nice. So Klaus Schwab, or St. Claus, and others have admitted that the COVID-19 pandemic, or if you want to call it a scandemic, or as I refer to it as a PSYOP, was good, and then resulted in less carbon emissions as the economy was devastated. It had less people working, less people traveling, especially to and from work. Okay, that's no coincidence. And also understand that the United Nations Agenda 21, which was rebranded as Agenda 2030, will be accomplished, or they want it to be accomplished, as part of the Great Reset. You may have heard the phrase, the fourth industrial revolution, again, from a super, real-life supervillain, WEF, World Economic Forum, head Klaus Schwab. The fourth industrial revolution involves a reduction of the workforce with, of people with robotics, replacing people with robots. And it also involves transhumanism, which is one key to the bioweapon, also known as the COVID, COVID-19 vaccine, which really isn't a vaccine. It's an experimental gene therapy. Most of the COVID-19 shots, not including the Janssen Janssen, Janssen Janssen owned by Johnson Johnson, except for that shot, most of them have mRNA, which is messenger RNA, which causes your DNA to change. They have a substance in there called hydrogel, hydrogel. And they've already admitted that over time, okay, they're not admitting it specifically, specifically with, with this experimental gene therapy. They've admitted the technology is there over time that once you are injected, okay, remotely, okay, Internet of Things includes people, they would be able to change your body chemistry remotely. Yes, and that could also have a whole lot to do with 5G. They also need 5G for the Internet of Things because, again, they want to track and trace everything, every device in your home. And they'll also need 5G because in the future they don't want anyone driving. They want further controls of the population because they want people uh, concentrated in subcompact cities. You won't, have, you won't own a car anymore. Everything will be rented, and it will be driverless. It will be autonomous vehicles. In order to have autonomous vehicles everywhere, you need a different network. You need 5G. Not to mention, not to mention the health effects, how horrible 5G is uh, for our bodies. Not to mention how horrible that is. Uh, as far as the uh, messenger RNA with the hydrogel out there, what's happened already is many videos. You can check out Tom Truth, Tom Truth on BitChute or Odyssey. 
Tom Truth. Check out Tom Truth on Bitch Shoot or Odyssey for magnets sticking to people at the spot where they receive the shot. That's right, magnets literally sticking to people. That there's videos from all over the world where they receive the shot. So what is that? Because there's such a small amount, even, even though there is the technology that there's nanobots in there, that there's so few. How could that be? How could those nanobots even concentrate at first? How could that explain this phenomenon of magnet sticking, magnets sticking to the spot where people received the experimental gene therapy? And incidentally, uh, it also came out that if you did have the COVID-19 shot, you were, you were told you should not get an MRI for at least six or eight weeks. That's because it would rip your arm out. It would rip, the, it would rip your arm up the spot where it got vaccinated due to that, due to this issue with, with the magnetism. What's one explanation on this, okay? I am going to read part of an article called Could Magnetic Hydrogel Explain the COVID-Vax Magnet Phenomena? This is from this from the site medicalkidnap.com. Medicalkidnap.com, excellent site. Talks about all the horrific things that's going on with the experimental gene therapy. Covers the deaths and the injuries. It's an excellent site. But quoting from that piece, could magnetic hydrogel explain the COVID-vax magnet phenomena, phenomenon for a medical kidnap? A March 2020 study entitled Recent Advances on Magnetic Sensitive Hydrogels in Tissue Engineering goes into great depth, depth and analyzing how magnetic hydrogels that are made using iron oxide-based particles and different types of hydrogel matrices are being used in biomedical applications for tissue engineering, regenerative medicine that repairs damaged body tissue. They are apparently a suitable substance due to their biocompatibility, controlled architectures, and smart response to magnetic fields remotely, which is a giveaway that their biosensors, which can be remotely controlled via the smart grid. Jim Stone was, to my knowledge, the first to break this story. His theory is worth considering. Okay, and what did Jim Stone go on to say? He is saying that whatever is being injected is either strongly metallic or generating an intense magnetic field enough to attract an average fridge magnet when the vaccine needle tip is very small. How could that tiny amount of fluid, again, even if it had nanobots in it, I believe it does, how could that tiny amount of fluid in the COVID non-vaccine, <laughs> excuse me, be magnetic enough to attract a magnet through human skin? He thinks the injection contains nanobots, which harvest or steal hemoglobin, a type of iron oxide, from the blood in order to construct something. Did you catch that? Okay. This author, Jim Stone, thinks the injection contains nanobots, which harvest or steal hemoglobin, a type of iron oxide, from the blood in order to construct something. This is quite possible, given that the first study quoted above discussed that magnetic hydrogel was composed of iron oxide-based particles. Okay. So this is happening. And, and I'm glad some people, after they got the first shot and they saw that there's a little magnet sticking to the part of their arm, uh, they're not getting a second shot. Now, some people still are, which is tragic, but at least some are waking up. They're at least not getting the second bioweapon shot. Consider, too, the reality of the massive number of deaths and serious injuries due to the experimental gene therapy. The massive number of deaths and serious injuries due to the experimental gene therapy 
that is being called a vaccine, and it's not based upon the definition of a vaccine. I'm going to quote from childrenshealthdefense.org, childrenshealthdefense.org. That's the site that's officially uh, connected with Robert Kennedy Jr., who's doing an excellent job exposing uh, vaccines in general and the COVID-19 bioweapon in particular. COVID vaccine injury reports among 12 to 17-year-olds more than triple in one week. VAERS data shows, V-A-E-R-S, that's the National Vaccine Reporting Injury Site. Okay, so if you have an adverse reaction, they track it. VAERS data released today showed, this is from, this is dated uh, May 22nd, okay? VAERS data, the article is dated May 22nd. VAERS data released today on the 21st, 262,000. 521, 521 reports of adverse events following COVID vaccines, including 4,406 deaths and 21,537 serious injuries between December 14, 2020 and May 21, 2021. Okay. Now I'll get to the European numbers. The latest official figures for the European Union, which are rarely acknowledged by the mainstream media, indicate the following. Okay, this is from globalresearch.ca out of Canada, globalresearch.ca. All right. And uh, the article is French medical doctor, COVID-19 injections, increasing deaths and new infections. The evidence is overwhelming. French medical doctor, COVID-19 injections, increasing deaths and new infections. The evidence is overwhelming. Globalresearch.ca. All right. From the European Union, from late December 2020 to May 22, 2021, 12,184 deaths and 1 million 196,190 injuries following injections of four experimental COVID-19 shots. Moderna, Pfizer, BioNTech, AstraZeneca, and J&J, that's Janssen's. Serious injuries are of the order are of the order of 604,744. That is more than 50% of total injuries are serious. The Pfizer-BioNTech mRNA gene-edited vaccine has resulted in the largest number of fatalities. Uh, at this point, that would be 5,961 deaths and 452,779 injuries. All right, now, the thing, the thing to talk about, at least in the States, I can't speak with you or what I'm about to say, but in the States, they've done studies. They've done studies in the past that would indicate only 1% of adverse reactions are even reported, only 1%. Okay. I read somewhere, I didn't pull up the source, that said it might be it might be as high as 10%. But two studies I know in particular said 1%. So do the math then. In the States, if 4,406 deaths have been reported, that could easily be over 440,000. Easily over 440,000. I'm going to play a video now from some medical doctor who spoke before the Texas, uh, the Texas State Senate. Medical doctors spoke before the Texas State Senate. This was posted on May 8th, and you know, we'll get into some of the states. Obviously, you know, Texas had uh, you know, relaxed uh, some of their standards that they didn't uh, completely follow the CDC. Uh, Florida you know, did a good job. South Dakota never really locked down. But I'm going to uh, play part of this testimony of this doctor so you can see what he said. Uh, what his opinion was. It was welcome to get situated there and introduce yourself and give us your testimony. 
Thank you, Ben Edwards, trained as a family physician, did my undergrad at Baylor, UT Houston Medical School, and then Waco for family practice residency training where I was chief resident. I spent the first seven years in private practice at Garza County Health Clinic in Post, Texas as the only physician in the county. The last seven years, eight years, I've had my own practice, Veritas Medical in Lubbock, Abilene, and San Angelo. We have offices. <clears throat> Thank you for the opportunity to testify today. I'd like to begin with a reminder to everyone about the definition of evidence-based medicine that Sackett, Strauss, et al. laid out back in 2000. They stated that the elements of evidence-based practice are the integration of best research evidence with clinical expertise and patient values. Patient values trump clinical expertise and clinical expertise trumps the scientific evidence. <clears throat> I'm also concerned that the forced and coerced COVID-19 vaccinations would, in my opinion, be a violation of the Nuremberg Code, the UN International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, Article 7, the UN Universal Declaration of Human Rights, Article 3, and UNESCO's Article 6 of the Universal Declaration of Bioethics and Human Rights. In addition, I have some concerns similar to what uh, Senator Hall already mentioned. According to the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which I have some updated numbers from last night when I downloaded these, 4,178 deaths are now being reported on VAERS. To give some context, over the past 20 years, all vaccinations combined, there were a reported 4,182 deaths over the past 20 years. In the past four months, we're now sitting at 4,178 deaths associated with the COVID vaccine reported to VAERS. This includes a 15-year-old boy in Colorado, two 16-year-old girls in Wisconsin, 17-year-old girl in Wisconsin, and a 17-year-old boy, all healthy. He was in New Hampshire. The evidence is pretty clear that VAERS grossly underestimates the adverse events that are reported a study commissioned by the Department of Health and Human Services, this is in 2010, and Harvard carried out this study. And the conclusion was only about 1% of adverse reactions are ever reported to VAERS. A similar study in 2015 by Shimbukru et al. came to a similar conclusion. A 1995 report by CDC also found that certain adverse uh, reactions to vaccines are reported about 1% of the time. Even the vaccine manufacturers themselves have estimated a 50-fold underreporting of adverse reactions. So I have grave concern about the underreporting of these adverse reactions to VAERS, and even at that, we're over 4,000 now in deaths. To give you some context, as Senator Hall already mentioned, the 1976 swine flu epidemic, after recording 500 cases of paralysis and 53 uh, deaths, the vaccine was pulled off the market. Personally, I've received numerous reports from family members of my patients, close friends to my patients, that within hours and today's of receiving the vaccine, they've suffered from stroke, heart attack, pulmonary embolism, blood clots, sudden death. And as far as these family members knew, none of these were reported by the medical staff as being associated with the vaccine. So my concern is there is indeed a vast underreporting. Lastly, I would say that of Harvey Rich's data that 53% of, of Texans are, have natural immunity. Studies have shown a two to three-fold increased risk of adverse reaction to this vaccine if you've already had COVID. 
natural immunity infers a more robust immunity than vaccine immunity could, but vaccinating someone who's already robustly immune increases their risk of adverse reaction two to threefold. Two different studies that show that. And probably the last uh, thing I would have to say is um, I'm very much a proponent of preserving the individual doctor-patient relationship. It's a sacred relationship, and, and I believe nothing should come between that. And ultimately, it's up to the patient to decide how they want to treat their body. Um, and on a personal note, I believe that God gave us an amazing, robust immune system, and I don't think you can improve on God. No one, not everyone obviously has to agree with that, but for those that do and choose to rely on that natural immunity, I think we need to uphold that right to do so without any adverse um, outcomes on their livelihood. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. Happy to answer questions. Dr. Bonas, thank you. Uh, any questions? Good witness. Senator Allen? I do have a couple of questions for you. One, one is, uh, do people with natural immunity to COVID need a vaccine? And is there any increased risk of the natural immune system individuals having an adverse reaction to the vaccine? Natural immunity is more robust than vaccine immunity. There's a study from the original SARS um, back in 2002. The people that survived that first SARS, they've looked at them 17 years later, and they, they showed a robust immunity still to SARS-CoV-1. 17 years later. Historically, we've already, we, we've always known that natural immunity tends to last a lifetime, i.e. the measles, natural immunity will last a lifetime. So no, I don't believe there's any need to vaccinate someone who's already acquired natural immunity. And we need to remember natural immunity is more than just antibodies. You have T cells, natural killer cells. You've got the innate immune response. You've got a robust immune system, not just antibodies. And to the second part, reiterating that if you've already had COVID naturally, and some of these will be asymptomatic people, and some people won't have a positive antibody test because their T cells were strong enough, they didn't need to mount an antibody response. So you can't catch all these guys with an antibody screen. But if you've had natural immunity, over 50% of Texans have, then you're at a two to three-fold increased risk of adverse reaction if you get vaccinated. Can people do anything about their immune system? Absolutely. Thank you for asking, Senator Hall. I transitioned from conventional family practice medicine to integrative medicine, integrating our God-given natural ability for the body to fix itself. And it's clear in the literature that if we steward this God-given design through nutrition, proper nutrition, hydration, exercise, sunlight, most importantly, peace, not fear. Fear has overcome this nation. The spirit of fear that I don't submit to has overcome this nation, in my opinion. And if that's influencing policy decisions, I don't, I don't want to have to be subjected to those policies. So yes, there's much that you can do to improve your immune system. And it sounds too simple, but it's true. Eat God food, not man food. Exercise, get some sunlight, move around a little bit, and most importantly, be at peace. Your immune system will do what it's designed to do. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Edwards. So there you have an honest doctor speaking before the Texas Senate. Uh, one other thing uh, I did not mention that Dr. did not mention too is this. When you consider not only has the SARS-CoV-2 virus never been isolated, CDC has admitted that, not only 
is the fatality rate tiny? Uh, if you're under 20 years old, you have a greater chance of getting struck by lightning three times than by dying from what's allegedly COVID-19. Consider how horrible it is that this experimental gene therapy has not been approved by the FDA. Not that the federal government should approve or disapprove anything, but we have this system in place. Not only has it not been approved, it's been given, all of them have been given emergency authorization. Now they're giving emergency authorization to give this to children, in spite of the fact that the fatality rate, their numbers for children, is minuscule. It's like, you know, well under 0.005%. So you have to look at this objectively, even if you believe in the efficacy of vaccines, and I certainly don't. This is not a vaccine. Even if you believe in the efficacy of vaccines, why would you possibly subject children to this experimental gene therapy when they admit, at least in the States, what, 4,406 people have died? The vaccine industry is right. It's times 50, so that would make it 220,000. If the other studies that the doctor side is right, that means it's probably over 440,000 people that have already died. But they're going after the children too. This is this is really a death cult, and I covered this before. But people like Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, has stated explicitly they believe there's way too many people in the world, and that's part of the reason too, with the push for uh, Agenda 21, which I mentioned, the Great Reset, uh, Agenda 2030, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. They want to massively reduce world population. And this experimental gene therapy is accomplish, accomplishing that in at least two ways. Number one, the deaths that have already occurred and the injuries. Number two, the vast majority of people, I suspect, we will find out in the not-too-distant future, the vast majority will not be able to procreate. And that's another reason I think they're going after the children with this, uh, aside of the outright, you know, those that die right away and get injured right away. They, uh, they want to take the ability away from people to procreate. So uh, we looked at the numbers. We reviewed what happened, uh, how much they've lied to us about this. There's other doctors that are honest, like that doctor from Texas. I don't want to misrepresent him. But specifically, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and Lee Merritt and others have predicted that in the fall, when cold and flu season begins, Okay, the cold is a form of a coronavirus that many, many people are going to die and many are going to be seriously injured. Up until now, this has been a complete hoax. In other words, you may or may not have seen the videos showing that yeah, hospitals were never overflowing with people. Uh, what they've done is this created deaths when they pushed people into nursing homes and then when people couldn't get care, <laughs> that is what caused deaths but not the alleged COVID-19, which has never been isolated. <clears throat> but Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and Dr. Lee Marinellis have predicted those who have gotten the experimental gene therapy in the fall when they're exposed to a coronavirus, which includes a cold, and will invariably be the flu. And if you might have noticed, the flu didn't exist at the same time as COVID-19. 
uh, that was another great mystery. And to me, it's just another indication that you know, COVID-19 was just a, another seasonal flu. That's all it was. That's why the so-called flu disappeared. But in any case, they, they, Dr. Tenpenny and Dr. Lee Merritt believe that based upon studies in the past that they've done, when they did studies <clears throat> with some type of vaccine on ferrets, a COVID vaccine, COVID vaccine was given to ferrets as well as cats. They did well right away after they were after they received the injection. They were fine. Then when they exposed the cats and the ferrets to an active coronavirus, they all died. In this case, too, with this experimental uh, gene therapy that's been given the emergency authorization, you may or may not know they skipped the animal trials. All right, <laughs> traditionally. With a traditional vaccine, it would normally take seven to ten years to get approval. This is based upon a completely new biotechnology, completely new biotechnology, and it was proved in less than a year. Once again, I would say, even if you believe in the efficacy of vaccines, and I certainly don't, why would you ever, honestly, if you have intellectual integrity, how could you ever, ever endorse this? <clears throat> So, gets to the point, the point I was working to tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me, why did the CDC in the United States, why did the CDC flip the script? Why did they magically move to remove most, not all, of the PSYOP restrictions, uh, the mask mandates, the social distancing, while other nations, especially in Canada, <laughs> the UK, New Zealand, and Australia, are still very much locked down. And lockdown, if you don't know, is a term we get from prison. <laughs> Why did the C CDC magically flip that script? Well, I don't know anyone on the inside, but I do know they'd keep us. They like, they like to distract us with stories like right now. Right now, the big story that they're pushing on the mainstream media is, nah, the... COVID-19 didn't, it did not originate in a wet food market, as if you really believed someone, yeah, uh, ate a bat and then if, yeah, it got infected, it jumped from the bat to us. That was ridiculous. In any case, in any case, now they're saying, yeah, it looks like it did come out of a lab. <laughs> yes, it did come out of a lab. The research started at UNC Chapel Hill and then it moved to Wuhan. Well documented. Just look, just look at, at the documentary, Plandemic 2, Indoctrination. Plandemic 2 indoctrination not on YouTube in band go to BitChute search for search for Plandemic 2 indoctrination and all the evidence is there but they want us, they want people to fight over this because it's ultimately meaningless the real debate would be what well, that you know you shouldn't take the vaccine because it's a bioweapon the real debate would be president trump should have never declared a national state of emergency based upon a completely false model promulgated by Neil Ferguson in the UK. And now President Biden, the man with dementia, should remove that national state of emergency, but that hasn't happened. Okay? So remember, everything, everything that they have undone for the moment can be flipped back. And even you know, really you know, more openly wicked governors like uh, Newsom in California and even Cooper in North Carolina, uh, they've talked about the fact that the mystical power they get under state of emergency is like a dimmer switch. It could go up or down. It's like a dimmer switch. That's how they like it. <clears throat> Interesting stat came out 
published by Children's Health Defense, again, the organization uh, officially affiliated with Bob Kennedy Jr. So I'll be poll. 38% of Americans infuriated after Fauci admits nearly half of NIH National Institute of Health staff refused the vaccine. A new nationwide online poll conducted by Zobby Strategies in conjunction with Children's Health Defense shows an increasing number of Americans are infuriated after learning only about 60% of employees at the National Institute of Health have been vaccinated for COVID. On May 11th, during a U.S. Senate hearing, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci said a little more than half to 60% of NIH employees had received the COVID-19 vaccine. Dr. Peter Marks confirmed a similar percentage of employees at the U.S. Food and Drug Administration had been vaccinated. Okay. Now, I'm glad they admitted that, but this is still a false debate. Why? The, the real debate should be no one should take it because it's a bioweapon. It, it didn't deserve. There was no real crisis. The virus has never been isolated. Nothing deserves an emergency authorization. And it's experimental biotech. No one should take it. And they skipped the animal studies in the past when they, when they did give COVID vaccines to ferrets and cats. They all died. So that's the real debate. And I, I appreciate Rand Paul giving some pushback to Anthony Fauci. But, you know, Rand Paul said he's not taking it. Uh, Rand is also a fraud. He's part of the two-party corruption in D.C. Why? Because he doesn't get up there and say no human being should take this. Not, no child should take No human being should take this. None should take it. That's the real debate you're not going to hear. I'm not going to say that. So what I, think, what I think the New World Order is doing in the States is one step forward, three steps back. One step forward, three steps back. Enjoy the summer. Very much enjoy the summer because I think when the fall comes, if Dr. Tenpenny and Dr. Lee Merritt and others are correct, we're going to see many deaths and many more serious injuries from the experimental gene therapy as those who have been injected will then get deathly sick and many will die due to exposure to a coronavirus, which includes a common cold. Like I said, up until this point, there's never been a real crisis. You know, hospitals weren't, the morgues weren't overflowing. That was all completely concocted. It was totally fabricated. However, if, if people like Dr. Tenpenny and Dr. Lee Merritt are correct, we are going to be a, see a very serious health crisis once cold and flu season starts because then the hospitals and the health system really will be broken at that point. Take an example about what, what life is like in Chile. Chile. Whitney Webb's young lady investigative journalist, she escaped Chile to a less restrictive United Kingdom. She's an American expat, don't know how she got to Chile. She does some great research. I think... Uh, I know she's on the Last American Vagabond a lot. Just uh, search for Last American Vagabond on their website. You can also find them on BitChute once again. I think her website's on Limited Hangout. But Wendy Webb said in Chile, in Chile, when she left, this was real about you know, less than two months ago. I don't know if it's changed. In the South American nation of Chile, you were allowed, everyone was allowed to leave their house only two days a week and you can only go so far from your home. That's how bad it was there. Now, in the United States, one big factor that makes this nation different at the moment is the massive amount of handguns and firearms, you know, including shotguns, rifles, and massive amount of firearms in the hands of citizens. That's one factor that makes it different. The power structure has to compensate for that because they go too fast. They know 
they can lose control very, very quickly, very, very quickly. It would only take one, maybe 2% of people to fight back at the same time, and it's game over, and they're fully aware of that. So they have to do different, they have to use different uh, psychological operations to continue to control the people, to let people think it's in their benefit to submit to tyranny. Another factor may be, since everything else has been a lie related to COVID-19, I strongly suspect far less than 50% of the U.S. public has accepted the experimental gene therapy. They're saying right now about 50% have gotten at least the first shot. And as I mentioned before, as people have had different uh, adverse reactions to the first shot, including the fact they find out that it's not too good a magnet sticks to the place in your arm where you got the first shot, I do not believe 50% uh, will, are going to get the second shot. I think it's a lot less. That would explain, that would explain all of the ridiculous incentives that state governments and private companies are offering to entice people to take the shot. You may have heard Krispy Kreme. You go in with your vaccine card and you get, you get a, I don't know, a donut a day or something. That's really healthy. Ohio and now California have gone to the ridiculous extreme of offering a lottery that's only open to people who've taken the experimental gene therapy. That's Ohio and California. So once again, if if this was massively popular, you wouldn't need they wouldn't need these enticements. But so I think they're lying too, which would make sense if they've lied about everything else. I think it's far less people that have gotten it. So What's going on as far as restricting, uh, as far as lifting the restrictions? Well, a few things. They want people to gain a false sense of security. Again, I think the plan is one step forward, three steps back in the fall. And they also, in the fall then, when, if it does go down bad, when people who've taken the experimental gene therapy get, get very ill and, and a good number die, they're going to blame people that believe the TV will believe this lie they will most likely blame the people that aren't vaccinated, that are healthy. They might say something ridiculous like they were non-symptomatic carriers. And they're going to say, well, there are all these new, there's all these new variants due to the people that weren't vaccinated, which is ridiculous. But people believe the TV. You know, if you're already the type of person that was wearing two masks, yeah, a lot of people will buy that. The other implication as far as what they're doing, I think, is tied to the 2020 selection. Notice I said selection of 2020, not election. It's really not elections. You just got to put an S in front of the E. There's selections. The New World Order flipped the script and went with the man with dementia, formerly known as Joe Biden over Donald J. Trump. Why did they do that? I think they chose to progress more slowly as opposed to a rapid degeneration into a high-tech medical martial law police state. If they had let Trump win, <clears throat> there would have been organic violence on the so-called left. <clears throat> Some could have been provocateur too, but I think there would have been real and there would have been provocateur violence from you know, source on the groups like BLM and Antifa. There would have been organic violence against Trump supporters and obviously a lot of the Trump supporters armed, you know, things would have gotten extremely violent very, very quick. They went the slow method. They put in the man with dementia and now the right, dare I say, is being placated or distracted with their newfound freedoms, which really aren't freedoms, because the government could take it away, then it's really not free moral liberty. And they've demonstrated they can. And as I said before, remember, Trump's executive order declaring a national emergency over the PSYOP 
of COVID-19 still stands. <clears throat> Once again, Neil Ferguson's uh, model was completely discredited, but Trump never rescinded that order. He went on to enlist the military <laughs> Operation Warp Speed to help produce a vaccine, to help produce the bioweapon. Trump did not rescind that executive order declaring a national emergency over a non-pandemic, and neither have the people controlling the man with dementia, formerly known as Joe Biden. They have not rescinded that either. And also consider the legal framework here. Every state governor who declared a state emergency at their state level as a governor, they only had that power because the president had first declared a national emergency over the pandemic. So if, if Trump was, was real and he wasn't, he was real as a $3 bill, and if, obviously if Biden cared about the people, and of course you know, he's barely alive and you know, he's, he could be dead now. It wouldn't surprise me if he's a hologram. It really wouldn't at all. But the people controlling him, if they were honest, if they cared about the people, they were descended. But it's not it's about more control. It's not about less. So we will see how this plays out. Once again, I do hope uh, you do enjoy the summer because I think this will probably be <laughs> for quite some time, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe ever. Uh, this will be the last uh, somewhat uh, experience of what was normal uh, as things, I think, are going to radically change for the worse in the fall. You've been listening to KRP Radio Show, Keeping It Real with Pudgy Miller guest host Rocco P. I would be remiss again if I didn't say uh, the ultimate the ultimate solution is not political or social. It is spiritual. Uh, if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, uh, there's only one way to go to heaven. The Bible is very clear. Everyone who's ever been born, man was created in the image and likeness of God. We were created to have fellowship with God. That fellowship was broken because we sinned against him. We sinned in thought, word, and deed. The only way to gain God's favor isn't through our own efforts, is to trust what Christ has done. You trust Christ, and God sees Christ's righteousness in you. Christ, who was sinless, died for us who are sinners. He rose from the dead, proving that he was God in the flesh. Then when you trust him, God sees Christ's righteousness in you. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore we have been justified by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The word justified is a legal term. means to be declared righteous. So when you die, you're going to face God on one of two ways. You're going to face God because you repented and trusted Christ as your Savior, and then you'll be forgiven. Or you can face God based upon your own righteousness, and you'd be condemned forever. I guess me saying that there is an eternal hell, that will probably be a hate crime. But that's the truth. That's, that's what the Bible says. Again, you've been listening to KRP Radio Show, Keeping Real with Poggy Miller. Guest host Rocco P. Once again, I thank Poggy Miller for the use of his platform. Let, let us see what is going on next month for the month of June. Don't know if I will make the 25th, but if not, it will be June 18th, probably the 18th. Thank you for listening. KRP Radio!